Hello and welcome to the Through the Pain Podcast. This is a place for chronic pain and chronic illness warriors to dare, dance, and dream through the pain. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another great edition of the Through the Pain Podcast today. Today, I am so honored and privileged to have Sickle Cell Warrior, musician, advocate, the man that had two claps thrones and he bounced back. I have with me today, Lance Jasper Jones. Thank you so much. <laughs> for being a part of the Through the Pain podcast. And I forgot to mention, you also were interviewed by Revolt. So, and and you have Jasper House. Um, I'm so excited about talking about this. Please say hello to the Through the Pain audience. And just thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for that intro, (laughs) gosh. you talking me up a little bit, you know, I gotta, I gotta get my P's and Q's right for this, you know, um, but thank you so much. You're doing right. some, some great stuff out here and I'm glad that I can just be a part of what you're doing. I'm, I'm just glad to, for you to be a part. Um, Jasper, I'm like Jasper house. I'm a little nervous right now because like, All right, let's get comfortable. Let's, let's get comfortable. Let's get Should I comfortable. take off my coat? I'm nervous <laughs> right now. Because I, when I see, as so advocates go, I think you're top tier. Um, Thank you. And I, I look top at tier. You. I told you before. Pioneer <laughs> warrior right here. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're top tier because you actually, you incorporate mental health into sickle cell advocacy. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. Uh, So a little background, I'm a graduate student um, getting my master's currently in clinical psychology. Um, And that role, psychology role started, um, I was doing a lot of volunteer work here in Los Angeles. And I was being a camp counselor and I was working with the age group of like young adults, young teenagers, 13s to 14, 15, 16, and, and like 17. And they were, we would have these conversations. So like each camp week, you know, I would have about nine to 10, you know, young teenagers and who all have sickle cell, all young brothers um, and sisters. And one of the main things was, well, what do I do? When, when I become an adult, what do I do? Who am I? Um, and then I would say things like, you know, what do you want to do? And they have these dreams and then say, well, I can't do that because of sickle cell. You know, um, for example, one of my kids called me one time and said, Lance, I don't know what to do. I'm just trying to get a job where sickle cell doesn't mess me up. And I told him, I said, hey, man, you could be playing video games. You could be doing anything specific to what you love or just something that's real, you know, not ex- um, too exertive, and you can still go into a crisis. Sickle cell is still gonna be there regardless of what you're doing in life, you know? 
Um, and so it was in that essence that I noticed sickle cell patients, a new generation, not our generation, but the new generation of sickle cell patients were simply giving up at an early age. They, they were um, becoming complacent, not wanting to go full throttle and live. And if we know anything about this life that we've been given is that it's a gift, you know? Um, and yes, there are stigmas placed upon us um, that affect our mental health. For instance, a doctor telling myself that, you know, you were supposed to die at seven um, or telling our community as a whole what our life expectancy is and what these capabilities are for us or limitations actually are for us. We embody that and we stop living. We just start waiting on, you know, our ticket to die basically. And at the time I had only a associate's degree um, in uh, communications, uh, specifically in speech and writing, creative writing. And I just instantly made a career shift um, from going into like, I was doing all this music stuff at the time. And, um, and I just made a career shift and said, we have to start, start talking about sickle cell and mental health because sickle cell is a long-term chronic condition that you're born with it. It's not like cancer where, oh, I developed cancer. Now I have this ideal of being a cancer survivor. You see what I'm saying? We're warriors. You know, the survivor part is not in, you know, after sickle cell <laughs> right now, currently. And that attributes to our mental health, um, just in that philosophy space. However, we have to deal with real physical elements of sickle cell, which is pain, instant pain, extreme pain, dis you know, disabling pain. Um, and it takes you out of your normal routine. Like, you know, you could be hitting your stride in school or in sports or in, in your career and boom, you go into a crisis and now you're off balance, you know, immediately for the next year. You know, and it takes you all this effort to even get back to the peaks that that you were. And then for that cycle to continue happening, you know, um, every other year or, for instance, for some kids, three times a year. When I was a child, four times a year. As an adult, twice a year. Along with that, surgeries. I've had 10 surgeries on record. I'm only 33. You see what I'm saying? Um, and you're all constantly put in these life, you know, changing circumstances, you know, that not, well, not for one, you got to make life decisions in the ER, advocate for yourself, whether you need this or that, or can they do this or that. Um, but then also in your personal life, some of us are husbands, you know, fathers, mothers, wives, um, and to try to keep up with all that and the responsibilities, it just weighs a toll completely on your mentality and, and your perceptions and how you're dealing with all of this. Um, and one of the main aspects as a clinical psychologist that I'm focused on right now is medical PTSD, which is the constant having to go through the ER, fighting for your life. We all know about the discrimination that also waits for you there. And you don't know going in if you're going to come out. And you don't know that Every time you go, your parents don't know that every time you go um, and sickle cell again is we're learning on the fly. There's not a lot of education there 
either. So there's no roadmap. There's nothing that says this is how you do it. These are the medications. You can be okay. There's none of that. Um, it, and it, it's just very right now detrimental in philosophy. Um, and that's, that's being driven into our community, you know, our warrior community. And so mental health, I believe, is a major aspect with dealing with anything, you know, dealing with poverty or, um, you know, going through any trials that you're going through or trying to obtain any goal that you're trying to obtain. Mental health is should be at the forefront of any of that. And when you're dealing with an illness, um, it should definitely be your perceptions on that and how you're going to deal with that, how you're going to receive, you know, things, how you how you perceive taking medication, you know, um, new medication, changing medication. How do you perceive all of these things attributes to our mental health? And it really starts within our youth um, before they get into adulthood, before they give up and stop having, you know, high adherence to their medical um communities, you know, and going to the doctor and getting, you know, their, their labs done and taking their medication on time. All of that starts, you know, within childhood when you're dealing with sickle cell. So it's very important that, you know, I felt that it was very important that mental health was at the forefront of sickle cell. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> um, so all of the interests that you mentioned, mental health, you had talked about uh, medical PTSD. These interests were was that the were those the the thoughts or the um, initial was that an initial process, if you will, that started the birth of Jasper House Warrior Incorporated. Yes. Yeah, so I was in undergrad, and um, we actually had a an assignment, a group project to develop a program, a psychological program, um, sort of like a peer group type thing um, that could be implemented within any existing organization. Um, and, and so at the time I had chose um, an organization that I was volunteering for here in California, which was the Sickle Cell Foundation California uh, of California. And um, we built out a group for parents. Uh, we designed this big, you know, or, uh, program for parents to have parents help each other um, who are dealing with sickle cell. Um, and as you know, caregivers take on so much. Um, it's not just the, the patient, um, it's caregivers, it's the whole entire family that take on so much when it comes to having a child with sickle cell. Um, so it was then that I saw um, there could be, you know, a bigger style of umbrella um, and advocacy um, trend that could go in that way. Um, and yeah, so then, you know, we developed Jasper House Warriors and our intent was um, straight out the gate, we had did a, a partnership deal with Picnic Health. And what Picnic Health does is they um, help provide your medical records directly onto your mobile device and you can access them at any time. Um, and so we felt that that was important because often we're just being bounced around and we don't really have control of our data and our information and what's what. We just go to the doctor, you know, and um, Picnic Health showed us how it could just be a great learning tool, you know, um, as well to track, 
you know, what's going on with you and things like that. Um, and then also an advocacy tool. Um, and I thought that was important pertaining to mental health because I like to travel, you know, being a musician and things like that. And we want to get out and get around, but we can't carry our medical stuff, you know, just in a briefcase or a folder to say you get into a hospital, you know, in a foreign country to say, oh, I have sickle cell. What if they don't know how to treat sickle cell and things like that? So it was important to have that medical access directly on your phone at any time because they might not understand sickle cell, but they understand medicine and they, they could understand, you know, what you have been taking, what's your regimen, things like that, just simply through your medical records. Um, and so, yeah, Jasper House just developed strictly out of, you know, being an undergrad, looking at, you know, and being a volunteer within the community of sickle cell and seeing um, where we were failing, basically, you know, as a, as a sickle cell community and why we're, you know, kids falling off. Why were we still having such a, a young uh, mortality rate? You know, here in Los Angeles is just now getting to 43 years old on average for a sickle cell patient. And, you know, and a lot of that, I think it's just simply some, a lot of our patients are giving up. A lot of our patients don't have the right access um, because it's just simply hard to go through the mundane stuff every single day and think, yeah, mentally, I, I I can keep continue to go with this. You go to the doctor, they say, oh, well, now you're dealing with this. You have iron overload or you might need a hip replacement or, you know, you're just like, OK, OK, OK. You know, eventually you're going to hit a wall and say, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this no more. And then once you get there, you where do you go? Also, with the stigmas in our community, right? Oh, nobody wants to be labeled seeing a therapist and, you know, doing all that type of stuff. So it was important to tap into the next generation immediately with Jasper House and say, therapy is good. You're already going to the doctor for your physical. Let's go to the doctor for your mental. Well, before I ask my next question, I just want to shout out Picnic Health. Um, if you're interested in Picnic Health, please look at the show notes. If you want to access your medical records, um, you don't you don't necessarily have to have sickle cell if you have any chronic disease or you don't have a disease at all it's very important to access your medical records if you're in switzerland if you're in california or boston like me you can have it ready and available at your fingertips so log on to picnichealth.com for more information um so my next question <laughs> you talked about hitting the wall or hitting a wall, what do you do? What's in your toolbox? What's in your arsenal when you felt like you hit the wall? So I want to say, first off, <laughs> burnout is real. Burnout is real. Um, I think I, I reached, just speaking from experience, you know, I reached burnout um, over this last year, you know, dealing with the pandemic, um, I had two surgeries during the pandemic, back to back, um, and that required, each one required like six months of rehab. Um, and so I was doing that while also being in school, you know, in my master's program, trying to maintain this 3.9 that I have and took no days off, none of it. And burnout just hit, hit so hard. So burnout, it, it manifests mentally right so pause, depression. Pause. i just gotta pause for a minute 
first of all, have grace with yourself because you have a what? A 3.9. <laughs> and I wanted to congratulate you for actually doing that because a lot of sick of soul warriors do not even make it through high school. So, I mean, you're amazing. You can continue, but I wanted <laughs> you to have a little bit of grace for yourself. You're doing it. Thank you. I'm so proud much. of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that means a lot. Um, so back to burnout, it, you know, burnout manifests mentally as far as like depression. Um, you lose interest just in everyday routine stuff. Um, and so it's important to develop self-care toolbox and specifically with sickle cell, you know, um, taking breaks from things, um, things that I like to do, of course, music, right? Music is like my sanctuary. It's one thing that I just, it's mine, you know, growing up, you couldn't play sports, you couldn't do this, they had all these limitations because of sickle cell, music became that thing, became, became my home, my sanctuary. Um, so besides that one hobby or, you know, passion project that you have, good people, um, you know, people in this world, we have people that would just drain your energy, but we have people that give you life as well. So good people, good food, and simply take a break if you have to. Um, and if you can, you know, and breaks could be easy. It could be a staycation, you know, you could just get away real quick, you know, um, new location, new community, hang out there for a weekend or so. Um, but then also get a therapist, simple, you know, um, talk these things out, get a mentor. If you not want to get a therapist, get a coach, um, because we're all going through high stress stuff. The older you get, the more stress, you know, you're developing families, you're, you're going further into your career, you know, um, so it can, it's not just medically with sickle cell patients that they're going to, you know, eventually meet burnout. It's going to be just in total, you know, their whole life and putting, you know, putting sickle cell on top of that, the pains, you know, the, the constant mental worries of each day, um, you're going to meet burnout. So it's important to have some, some form of self-care routine, um, I like to meditate every morning. I meditate about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how much meditation I need that day. If I'm feeling really, you know, hyped up or um, I could feel like maybe I could go on to pain because I'm really stressed and things like that. I just quiet everything down, turn it all off. I'm a music man, but turn it off, you know? Um, and so that's one way, one of my biggest ways is meditation really keeps me balanced, quiets all the noise. Um, quiets my thoughts that that says, oh, you know, you have sickle cell, you might, you can't do this, or you need to drink that water, or you didn't take your medicine last night, or <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, meditation is in my toolbox. Good people are in my toolbox. Good food, I love to cook. Good food is in my toolbox, um, and uh, I like to journal. Of course, I'm a writer, music, you know. Um, and I found mentors, you know, and ironically, one of my mentors is my longtime uh, blood donor. And so, you know, just run things by them all the time because they know what you're going through, you know, or even the sickle cell community, find somebody within the sickle cell community, like one of us, you know, and talk it out and say, yeah, because we, we would know what you're going through before anybody else 
you know, not just in your life and your careers, but the fact that you have sickle cell and you're trying to have a life and a career, um, you know. Um, so yeah, in my toolbox, all, all those things. That's a hefty toolbox. <laughs> that has to be. It has, it has to be. Yeah. Sickle cell is a is a you know pretty heavy bag. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of does a number on us sometimes, um, but we do get through it. Um, and you, sir, you are, as I said before, you a musician, you are a writer, you are, you know, on track to being a clinical psychologist, the, and you're doing all of the things. You have your own organization. Um, and I want to honor you. And you don't know that this is happening. Um, but by the time this show is recorded, uh, we're going to have a through the pain shirt just for you. And in honor of your song, Ambition, we're going to have Ambitious through the pain. And that is an honor of you. And proceeds oh will go to Jasper House Warriors Incorporated. <laughs> so... That That's amazing. is uh, That's amazing. in honor of you. You are ambitious uh-huh. through the pain. Thank you so much. Um, so again, I just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, my last question. Um, what is in your future? And what are the plans that you have for Jasper House Warriors Incorporated? What is in my future as a person with sickle cell? Well, with Jasper House, you know, the main thing is to help the community, period. That's all I care about um, is to provide and and build networks of Black psychologists, sickle cell psychologists, um, and to be able to house a space for sickle cell patients to come and receive, you know, therapy um, in, in a multi, multi-verse ways, you know, um, therapy is evolving and it's looking different every day and how we can conduct therapy is no longer you sit on the couch and you have a, you know, a therapist there with the notepad. We can really do some um, interesting things now within therapy. Um, so I, I look for Jasper House to be at the forefront of just all the innovations um, of mental health going forward within our country, but then also within the sickle cell community itself. Um, and hopefully, of course, in the future, you know, we're a staple, just like yourself. And people are, you know, not just sickle cell patients, not just caregivers, but just the whole entire you know, population of people are actually accepting mental health as a, as a, you know, um, a staple to, to your healthcare in general. Um, I feel like mental health is a lot of what plays a lot of our community as it is now, you know, even, even with racism, right. Um, it's all about how we see each other, how you see yourself, you know, what you're dealing with, things like that. So, um, I'm excited for Jasper House. You know, we're, we're newly incorporated, you know, as of a couple of months now. And um, 
I'm I'm excited for this journey. You know, it's important to to say, hey, I have a journey as a person with sickle cell. You know, we we we're not being told these things as, as at a young age. Uh, we're just simply managing our sickle cell care. But I'm excited to have a journey. You know, um, the people I may meet, like yourself, and things like that. And so that's what I see. That's what I'm hopeful for the future. So I just want to end by saying this. Um, I ask that question to every sickle cell warrior that I meet because I live by Jeremiah 29, 11. God has a hope and a future for you. And sometimes uh, uh, we warriors don't really think about our future. And it's important for anyone who's listening now, and I, I want to press upon this to you as well, Lance, that you've done so many great things, but your future continues to burn bright. And you're 33 now, you're going to make it. You've had 10 surgeries, but you're going to make it. And you're here to help someone else. I mean, you, you're helping me. <laughs> so you're, you're helping me. <laughs> you're here. I want to just, you know, let you know that you're here to help other people. You're here to help someone that's in the audience or a listener right now, or who's someone who's watching the podcast right now. Um, I'm going to be 39. Ooh, I just, I, I'm going to be 40 this year. Like it's mind blowing. Right. Right. So with all the things of, you know, doctors telling us that we wouldn't make it past seven, we wouldn't make it past 18. Um, and then the next, the next one was like 25. And then after that, it's 40. So now I'm like looking at 40 in the face and, you know, there's still a future after that. There's still work that needs to be done. Um, so I wanted to say that with you and leave that with you today. Um, but is there anything else that you want to leave with our listeners? Do you want to tell them your website, where they can find you, where they can find your music? Um, yeah, so jasperhousewarriors.org. Um, you can check out all the Jasper House stuff that we're doing there. LanceJasperJones.com. You can find all my stuff, including music, um, any publications um, there. And I live by the model called Once Again, It's On. It's in all my music. Um, and it's just basically you tackle each day. Each day is a, is a new, it's a journey. You never know what could happen in that day. So we wake up, we say, once again, it's on, and we get it. Um, and I just want to piggyback off of what you said. Our future is there. It's for the taking. It's burning bright. They don't tell us this in the, in the doctor rooms and things like that. It's not seven. It's not 25. It's not 40. It's forever. And we can make a difference in this world for generations to come. Lance Jasper Joes, everybody. Thank you so much for being on. And Thank you for listening to another great episode of Through the Pain. For tools, merchandise, and additional information, log on to our website, www.throughthepain.org. This has been a Public Praise Media production.